This is a HeadGum Podcast. everybody, welcome to the Jeff Rubin, Jeff Rubin Show. I am Jeff Rubin, joined this week by Owen Parsons. Owen has been here multiple times, playing multiple games with me. Uh, previously a writer for The Daily Show, now the head writer, since I think this is news since the last time you were on the show, That's the true. head writer for uh, The Opposition with Jordan Klepper. That's correct. Great new show. Back to play board games, bringing with him a friend, Ronnie Chang from Hi. The Daily Show. Hey, hey Ronnie. Uh, these so we are all into board games, but uh, we are playing a different type of board game. And I would actually point out that Owen, when we've done this on the show in the past, uh, you usually just beat me. So I've sort of gone around that. I've gone around. I've gone around that by finding a game that's cooperative, where we all. I, I, have, I have very good beginner's luck for the first time we play a board game, and then it immediately falls apart once people know what they're doing. Um, so the game we're playing today is Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective, which is a pretty unusual board game. Um, here, So the way we're, we're all working together, we're not Sherlock Holmes. Is the no. Let me set up the narrative <laughs> you, first. You, <laughs> you tricked me. So um, we you play as... Uh, Wig, I had to like Wikipedia this because I'm not this into Sherlock Holmes, but mm-hmm. um, we are playing as Wiggins and the Baker Street Irregulars. Oh, I was about, oh, to, yeah. I was about to say, I yeah. thought that would be well, the homeless kids. We're his yeah. orphan squad. Yeah, yeah he has a, a home, Sherlock Holmes has a squad of orphans. Child labor, yeah. And um, <laughs> so uh, there is a mystery to solve. And the way this game works is you can actually only play it 10 times. There are like 10 specific mysteries. It's not like Clue where you just like shuffle together oh. a murderer and a weapon. Mm-hmm. There are 10 cases, and we are going to play case number one. And um, so there's not a lot to it. There's basically five books in front of us. Uh, One is the rule book. So for everyone listening to this podcast, uh, when they buy this game, they will have nine cases. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is sort of a spoil. Going to be a pretty spoilery uh, Sherlock. This we're going to spoil case one of Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective, which, by the way, is called The Munitions Magnet. That's what Ooh. we'll be playing today. So there's basically five things in front of us. There's a map of London, um, and there's numbers on everything, and everything has an address. And then there's a directory of what address people are at. And then um, there's this casebook, and the casebook has, like, a two- or three-page intro we're going to have to read through. I might edit that down Shit. for our podcast. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> and then... Uh, we basically decide what leads we want to follow. And the way we do that is we open up the directory, which is one of the other books we have in front of us. We okay. look up the address, and then in the book for each address, there's like a few lines about what you find there and what the people tell you. Okay. And then, basically when we're ready, we uh, go to the back of the book. The back of the book has a series of questions, half of which are apparently about the obvious mystery and then half of which are just to see how much attention we were paying and um, we try to get them all right <laughs> there's, there's extra credit there Wait, is extra there so, are extra credit so at the end of this we have like a quiz is yeah there is a quiz and what? basically we decide when we're ready for it so it's kind of like a Sherlock Holmes story where we all read two or three pages together and then you sort of decide like what order the chapters are in like you decide like what leads to follow uh-huh. and then you have to figure out the ending yourself okay, okay. that's basically what we're in for today okay and uh, this, so this, the the, the case book yeah. changes every case. Yeah, there's 10 of these books. And in addition, Owen is 
currently marveling at the final thing that the fifth thing I haven't addressed yet, which <laughs> is a copy of the London Times. So it comes with ten case books and ten copies of the London Times. This is like the newspaper the right. day of the case. And I guess there's clues in the newspaper that we'll need to use to solve right. the case. A pretty heavy uh, reading element for, <laughs> for, for a podcasting portrait. Well, there's going to be a lot of discussion and right. solving the mystery. I, I don't, I've never done this. I don't okay. know how it's going to go. Um, so the things I just kind of wanted to say about the game are that this is actually a pretty old game. It was designed in 1981. It was first printed oh, in 1981. Um, and it's still in print, so like it's pretty popular and pretty well regarded, and it's been adapted to video games a few times over the years. Because if you think about, it, like, it's basically just like a text game that in, in a book that we're playing, mm-hmm. uh, and it yeah. actually even won the Spiel des Jahres, which I meant to look up how to pronounce before <laughs> before the name uh, before Spiel des Jahres. Spiel, thank you. Say it again. Spiel des Jahres. Spiel des Jahres, which is the German board game, the big prestigious German board game award, essentially the only board game award yeah, uh, game of the year. that matters. It was not game of the year in the eighties, so this is pretty well regarded. Right. And um, I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna jump right in by reading three pages of text. Are these the original cases from nineteen eighty one? Are these like the DLC? Like no, there are expansions, but I think what we're about to do is, is are the, the cases one? from the yeah, from the every 80s. so often they just go and they you know they update things. So there's a lot of tum- Tumblr references. <laughs> Cell phones play a pretty big part. I was right. just in London two weeks ago, so I'm looking forward to retracing my steps here and bombing at a gig. I mean, basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, weird. That's, that's here in the London Times. Ronnie, Ronnie Chang, disappointing performance. <laughs> Should I be taking notes here? Um, yeah, so everyone has a notepad, so you can take notes. The one other thing is we're actually, can I designate someone to keep track of how many leads we have followed? Because at the end, we're supposed to compare how many leads we followed to how many leads Sherlock followed so we can oh, compare okay. ourselves to I'll, the master I'll, I'll, I'll do leads if I, I hope I don't mess that up but. yeah I think that's sort of an informal I mean if we solve the mystery I'm going to be thrilled to be honest uh, okay despite the lateness of winter March Wait, what is, year is it 1888 oh yeah this is the 12th of March 1888 cool despite the lateness of winter March is still roaring like a lion in fact, what are you writing down, Owen? In fact, just as we alight from our cab in front of 221B Baker Street, a bowler hat skittles by, skitters by, propelled by fierce wind. Before we can join the chase, Wiggins manages to halt the flying bit of finery with a deft stroke of his umbrella. Classic Wiggins. Warm yourself, says Holmes, and I will explain my reasons for calling you out on such a bitter morning. And a rush is made for the fireplace. In due course, introductions are made, and the gentleman is identified as Mr. Richard Allen, brother of the late Courtney Allen, president of the Grant Arms Company. It is the recent death of his brother, says... I just, like, looked at what I'm doing and, like, how I'm, like, reading from this book, like I'm reading to, like, my family and how you guys are studiously taking notes no, and it did feel pretty fun. I don't know what's or what's not. Is the fact that Wiggins stabs a lot with his umbrella, like, is that relevant? I don't know, just, I mean... Wiggins, I Wiggins is the killer. Yeah. I, think, I think we can wrap this up. I think we are Wiggins. I think Wiggins is us. Wiggins is, like, our... We're an irregular and Wiggins is, like, the boss. A boss of It is the recent death of his brother, says Holmes, that occasions his visit to us. Briefly, Courtney Allen was found shot to death in an alley behind his office on the evening of March 9th at approximately 7 p.m. by the constable on patrol. All right, I think I found the part we got to pay attention to. There's a (laughs) lot of data in that sentence. Scotland Yard has put the crime down as a simple robbery by person or persons unknown, largely due to the fact that the victim's wallet was found empty near the box. I don't recall Alan giving out his occupation, says Watson, puzzled. No, replies Wiggins. 
but certain phrases he spoke, coupled with the pencil notations on the left shirt cuff, stock prices surely led me to conclude that he was a stockbroker. Excellent, Wiggins. Well, Watson, our young man has come a long way since the days when you first described him as a dirty little street urchin. And <laughs> He's really thrown. Wow. <laughs> yeah, chucking Watson under the bus. Uh, thank you, Mr. Holmes, but after all, I was taught by the master. True, says Holmes, matter-of-factly, quite true. All right, people. And that is the introduction. God damn. Oh, my God. So my, notebook, my notebook is full. Uh, yeah. I Do my, we have another? <laughs> it was pretty dense. It was pretty dense. There's a lot to go by. I'm also looking at his planner here. We can see that uh, he was at... We can see where he was the previous days. He had yeah. a birthday party a few days ago. What was his plan? What uh, important meeting did he have on March 8th? Bishops. It's hard to read the font, honestly. On March 8th, he went to Bishops F at 8.30 p.m. for Billy's mother's birthday. Bishops F. Should that be our first stop? I think the first stop needs to be the, the alleyway where he was found. Where is that? Um, was it specified? Grant, Grant Gun Company. Um, company. Could you look it up in the directory? Before we can go anywhere in London, right? We can go anywhere in can London, guys. We go guys. to the pub real quick, have a drink. But that was pretty, <laughs> that was pretty intense. I know a good one on uh, in Soho. Also, <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got a good feeling about Hyde Park. Let's just go kind of hang out in Hyde Park for a while. <laughs> I think we're ready to solve the mystery. <laughs> um, yeah, I think... Um, well, there's a couple of names there, but then again, it could be some complete stranger. But, I mean, you know, unless that introduction is a complete red herring, there's a couple of suspects, right? The guy yeah. second in charge. Philip Marlowe, yeah. Lord Ravland. I mean, Ravland, who apparently is passed over for promotion. Then you got the wife, Beatrice, who's jealous of his affairs because he's true. a base man. Beatrice. Yeah, it could be the, the mistress who's angry. You know, I, I don't know. Unless unless there's some unknown party. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Owen going into the newspaper. I'm just okay, going to so chill it here. I got Grant's um, co- company. Yeah, what's the address? 5EC. All right, is that our first stop, everyone? 5 Echo Charlie. Might think- as well, right? Right? That's the, I that, think that's, so. that's, that's his office. Yeah. yeah. All right. So mark down. We're following a lead. Our first lead. Okay. Here we are. Oh my God. It's pretty long. <laughs> Most of these are short. This one's almost as long as the first thing. <laughs> oh, so, someone, someone else read it. We meet Constable Beetle behind the Grant the Grant Arms Company in the alley parallel to Leonard Street. I noticed a strange lump up the alley. I knew right off that something was amiss. My instinct for the out of place, you might say. Watch your step here. The cobbling hereabouts is in a bad way. Many a jagged edge just made for tripping a man. Uh, this is Billy. Yes. I am the secretary of the new president, Mr. Marlowe. He was Mr. Allen's handpicked successor, which perfectly illustrates the kind of man Mr. Allen was. There was no love lost between them. And yet, recognizing Marlowe's outstanding business acumen, he named him as his heir, so to speak. Thank you, Mr. Linhart. You've been very helpful. All right. Got some new information there. Uh, yeah, uh, I wasn't paying attention. It's hard to do while you're reading, right? Uh, so what I picked up is there's no love lost between Philip Marlowe and, uh, the dead. Yeah, Yeah. but they all, he also kind of picked him to be the successor despite that. What I picked up from that is that this could be this huge government conspiracy involving, like, new weapons, experimental weaponry. It's true. So it could be more than just a business thing and a, or a fair thing. It could just be like a foreign spy. So, so he had an appointment that night to go see Captain Egan, who is the, uh, I forget, someone involved. The purchaser. He's the yeah. purchaser, purchaser for the Navy. Guns. Yeah. I'm He's the Navy to... purchaser. Which is, he also said the SP-10 folder, which wasn't in the thing, right? It's not, it wasn't in a briefcase, right? 
The only thing, the two folders in the briefcase was the NBC, I assume the the pilot pitch packet. and then Yeah, the, if he took that folder with him, then that folder was not in the briefcase. Yeah, it's not in the briefcase, yeah. So that folder was taken. SP10 folder was taken. It was pretty fun. This game's kind of, it was kind of fun. Yeah, it's just a lot of data to try to... It's like... Well, maybe we should um, go to like the next place that we think would be mm. advisable. What do you think that is? Uh, well, let's see. What, what do we have? We, What's the short list? The factory? Lord Ragland, right? He, yeah. he oversees the, the factory where all the secret stuff... Yeah, I kind of want to talk to Lord Ragland, who, yeah. by the way, wasn't that the name of the bad guy in The Great Mouse Detective? Oh, hang on. <laughs> that's, I think that's, uh, that's a very good, uh, very good oh, point. Oh, wait. Isn't but that would make sense, because The Great Mouse Detective was a... Um, a Sherlock Holmes thing, so like it probably would be like a Victorian name of some kind. I'm reading the London Times, and it, just quickly scan over that, please. I don't it's, <laughs> it's like trying to find clues in the actual New York Times. That's, yeah. that's how much text is Can in. Can you here. describe the newspapers that come with this game? So this game comes with ten of these newspapers, and the box okay. is kind of heavy. They're like one page each. Can, I mean, check, can you check, check the sports first, please? Sure, I, I <laughs> probably can. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the Wimbledon meeting. Uh, like, what are some things in the newspaper? Um, there's the the reports on uh, the shooting competition at the Wimbled at uh, the riflemen assembled at Wimbledon camp. There's like stuff in here for births, deaths, miscellaneous personal situations, burglary reports. Hang on, I'm gonna look at burglary reports. Do you guys think we should quick. go talk to Philip Marlowe? I feel like we should go talk to Lord Ragland at the. Uh, Factory. Uh, I, I mean, we got. We definitely have to talk to both of those guys. It doesn't matter which order, I guess. All right, go, go Lord Raglan. Okay, so this is Raglan's Lord Raglan, the guy who runs the factory. Okay, but what I don't know is, is this the factory? Where, or is this just his house? I think it's, I just looked him up in the phone book. Okay, so this, this is, is the, uh, <laughs> very useful this yellow is, pages. This is Deverall Street, which is where they work on heavy ordnance. This takes place in 1888, the last year the phone book was useful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the directors were really, Okay, we'll just go see Lord Raglan then. Lord Raglan's man, Bunting, admits us to the residence and shows us into the study to wait. We are almost as impressed by Lord Raglan's establishment as we are with Lord Raglan himself when he arrives. Uh, Lord Raglan pauses to reach into a small silver box. From it, he draws forth a cigarette which has a B and H printed on it in oh, gold leaf. Oh boy! He inserts it into an ebony cigarette holder, lights it, and leans back. Without our prompting, he continues. No, no, no. Richard Camp is a fine fellow. But as a concession to Egan, I removed him from the project and assigned him elsewhere. Yeah. I like him. I believe him. <laughs> I trust this guy. Richard I trust Camp him. Is, a, is apparently a lead. I'm assuming that the people in the game are not lying to us. Is that, is that too no, much? No, that's not good at <laughs> that's, that's, that's generally a very bad assumption. <laughs> that's not how crime works. Um, so <laughs> if you killed him, you have to tell us. <laughs> I guess the next... Like, I'm not going to check on every alibi. I mean, come on, guys. We can't follow up on every lead here, guys. Come on. Just so, what, I, I mean, I think Dave. Let's go ch- talk to Dave, Dave Case. Dave Case? What? What was that guy's Dave name? Case? The new guy, what was his name? Richard, Richard Camp. Camp. Richard Camp. Now's probably a good time to confess I stopped taking notes. The way, the way this game works is at any point I could say, I fucking know who did it. Yeah. And then what? We go to the last page. There's 10 questions. I assume the first one is who killed him. Yeah. And then there's like, as I understand it, four more questions about the murder and then five questions just like about ex- every other details in the case. So you huh. could really mess it up by just going, I know. And yeah. Then, I guess. I mean, <laughs> just like you real guess. detective work in the 1800s. <laughs> <laughs> 
Guys, I did not realize that Bishop's F and Billy's mother's birthday are separate entries. Oh, I didn't realize that either, and I'm so looking at it. I think I so I don't I don't think we know what Bishop's F is. We should check that uh, out. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, guys, I'm looking it, at the phone book here, and you're not going to believe this. There are seven detective agencies in London. Uh, None of which are Sherlock Holmes. Can you imagine being another detective agency in London at the time of Sherlock Holmes and how frustrating that oh would be? Oh my God, we get no business. <laughs> no, I, I, Even the street urchins are solving crimes. <laughs> I'm looking for, what was it again with the bing? Uh, Bishop's finger is an inn. Yeah, yeah. What do yes. you think? Yes, 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 So here's what's going on. Bishop's F was a clue in the notebook that we found initially that I said wasn't important enough to read out loud. I went and opened it up, determined that we should go visit it. Yeah, great, great detective work. Hey, there's an address in here we should check out. So what did I say it was? 18 Echo Charlie. Okay, okay. No, this is... Oh, did I look it up wrong? Yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe it's a long one. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. You you walk to the Thames and shove your face underwater. <laughs> the phone book is none, got, of, none of the fish confess to murder. The I, I would say the, the, the address system, I guess I don't have a better solution, but the address system is a little confusing. It's like divided into quadrants or maybe five or six sections, and so we're in the like EC section. No, I think this is, no, this is how London is actually divided. Oh, yeah, yeah, never mind. Different. I, I it's say, actually different. I, was, yeah. I thought this was like some weird gameplay no, conceit. We from him we learned that lady was very striking with long blonde hair. She, he also reminds the proprietor of the earring that the lady left behind. It's a teardrop emerald circled by diamonds. The jeweler's mark R and F. Teardrop emerald surrounded by diamonds. Yeah, and the uh, marker uh, jeweler. The brand is R and F. Uh, Who is this woman? I bet that's one of the questions. She could be the uh, could be the affair, or maybe the affair is a cover for some sort of arms deal. Maybe oh, she's uh, the Spaniard. Okay, so. Yeah, the woman, uh, mid-European accent, uh, but the way to find her would be to find a jeweler, I presume. Okay. Oh, there's a... Oh, my God, we got a directory. Hold on. Yeah, R&F uh, jeweler. Oh, R&F. Yeah, Rollins and Fraser jeweler at might, 40NW. Might as well just go there. This Not is like fun. That. This is fun. We're, we're following leads. Rollins and Fraser. So we look up R&F jewelers. We are now at R&F jewelers. This one's short but sweet, fellas. Wiggins describes the emerald earring to the salesman at Rollins and Fraser. Yes, I recall them quite well. Let me see. He opens a large ledger and tells us that they were commissioned on January 12th by Count von Schulenberg. <laughs> Count von Schulenberg. Definitely bad guy. Count von, uh, you I know. I mean, that's this. the next stop, right? We got to go, go to check out yeah. Count von Schulenberg. We got to check out oh the old Count. Next to a cigar humidor is a framed photograph of a young woman. She is very pretty with extremely long, dark hair. Nice. Annette. Somewhat blurred in the background is a vaguely familiar cathedral with two square-topped towers. We don't know... Once again, the CEO was killed. Lord Ragland got a lot of money, but not the job. Yes. Uh, Who's the guy that got the job? Philip Philip Marlowe. We kind of wrote him off a little bit. We haven't been talking about him. No, because he's alibi checks on. But Lord Raglan didn't get the job, even though he was the better. Was he the better businessman? No, he was a worse businessman. He was a worse. He, he was a good technician, right? But he was technically second in charge. So yeah. meaning it, he was like passed over. Langdale Pike, a gossip and scandal monger extraordinaire, provides us with a very interesting answer to the question of Courtney Allen's latest liaison. At first, I kept it quiet just to see how long before her husband realized he whispers. Now, in view of recent events, it would be tasteless to circulate. 
Catching Wiggins' look of impatience, Pike gets to the point. The Countess von Schulenberg. Oh, well, we knew that already. Agreed. Okay, yeah, let's uh, let's knock this one out. Are we ready? Let's give it a shot. So, we are about to turn to the questions. Before we get to the questions, was that fun? Did you guys enjoy that? No. No, I'm just joking. No, that was a lot of fun. That was super fun. You, you don't have to be polite to me. I mean, the no. game. But do you think the, the no, game? No, I actually do. Think the game was fun. I yeah. think it was pretty fun. It's it definitely fun. unique. I would, I would love to like play a few more because I feel like I don't understand quite the rhythms of the right, game, yeah, right, of, like, right. What it wants you to do in what, certain situations. But that, that that made it fun as well. Not knowing what the hell is going on is yeah. like what what is this? And you you feel like you're kind of plunged into a mystery. I love the story element of it. I love that it's very immersive without like taking over your life yeah like you can just it's very contained but immersive it's kind of fun that um there's very few rules and you know like it was easy like anyone can sit down it's not like um you know like a large european strategy game with like 40 different tokens like there's yeah. there's not many rules to it it's all and, storytelling and it's, it's really unique but it's also i've i guess there's storytelling games like uh when i think of storytelling games i think it's something like dungeons and dragons where you're just like making up whatever you want mm. whereas here like you have to eventually come to a conclusion which yeah. makes it pretty unique but and pretty you know interesting what, you know what this is this is just long long form encyclopedia brown oh yeah I, 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 I love it yeah I love yeah, it. That's fun. Like, yeah all right here it is let's see well, well let's check in and see how much we enjoyed it after we answer the question so to remind everyone there are two sets of questions i thought there were 10 there are apparently only eight um, oh, okay. The first set revolves around the main crime. The second set revolves around details. Um, let's see how many we get right. Okay. First question: Who killed Courtney Allen? What is our guess? I think it was. I think it was Lord Ragland. The actual killing. I'm gonna say count. Yeah, maybe I'm overcomplicating. You're right. I'm gonna. If we have to agree on something, I'll, I'll go with Ragland. I mean, All right. We're gonna say we don't have. I mean, we don't have to agree. I don't. Yeah, we can, yeah. we can, one of you can be right. I'm not even hazarding a guess here. Sure, uh, Ragland. Why was he murdered? Is question number two. Obviously, for the plans. Yes. For the plans, so, for so, so they could sell the plans for money to yeah. a foreign embassy, and the foreign embassy is Germany in this case. What was the significance of the message found in Courtney Allen's notebook? I think that was the AM one. I the, guess so. The Spaniard, the yeah. AM. We didn't figure that out. Okay, pass. <laughs> hey. I think we're a pass on question three. I don't think we know it. Anyone want to hazard a guess? You know what that is? You know, I think that's the that's Count von Schulenberg yeah. putting a red herring in there. Ooh, I, I like think, it. I okay. think Count von Schulenberg wrote that thing and stuck it in as a post-it and was like, yo, these guys are suspicious. Because it literally names everybody except for him. Question four, what was the reason for the Richard Camps? I think that's a typo. It says the Richard Camps. What was the reason for Richard Camps visits to the French embassy? He, well, was, he was having an affair, was an affair with, with, or not an affair, but he was dating Annette, the Russian, the, the daughter that. of the, yeah. the daughter of the ambassador. I think we know. I think we got that one. Okay, those are the main questions. Second series: Why was the tip of the cigarette found at the scene of the crime pinched around all evenly? Oh, that, I forgot about that detail. Pinched around all evenly. I don't even understand the implications of that. I mean, I'm, as these questions go by, I'm, I'm feeling less and less of a Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, pass. pass. Who was Courtney Allen's paramour at the time of his death? I think we know that one. It's um, Frieda Rudell, the spy who was posing as the Lady Von Schulberg. So we're like dead on on that one. Yeah. Uh, what was special about the weapon used to kill Courtney Allen? Uh, it was from his own factory. And oh yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought that was special, but now it's an answer. I mean, it was high caliber. Yeah, I guess high caliber and from his own. It also had a magic blade that cuts briefcases. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how could Wiggins easily make ten pounds? I don't even understand that question, but that's what it says. How could Wiggins easily make ten pounds? Oh, by the hat thing that that hat receipt had ten pounds. Oh, on. just by turning in the receipt for the hat. I guess, yeah, I don't know what oh, that. That's means. a pretty good guess. I like that yeah, guess. All right, I sure. That, I, I don't it. know what that was though. 
All right, so we okay, have locked in our guesses. This is so at the at the back of the book there is glued an envelope which we will now open to look at the answers. And then there's a few pages where Sherlock and I'm sure this is going to be obnoxious walks us through. Oh, he solved the case. Okay, okay here we go. Okay. I like I do like the ceremony of like reaching into an envelope for the answers. This is a great dinner party game, I guess. Okay. First question. Who killed Courtney Allen? Answer, Lord Ragland. Yeah, 25 points. Oh, you oh, had so it. So we have 25 points. Got him. Ooh. You had it. Oh. Why was he murdered? He discovered that Lord Ragland was about to sell SP-10A to a foreign power. So I don't think we put that together. Question three, it is, uh, was, what was the significance of the message? Uh, it is where the sale of the SP-10A yeah, took place. And question four, what was the reason for Richard Camp's visit to the French embassy? He was visiting his fiancée, uh, Annette Zobar. Oh, mm-hmm. we got that one. Yep. yep. How many points was that? Why was the tip of the cigarette? Sorry, uh, how many points was that? Oh, 25. Those were all 25. Okay, cool. Sorry, all the first round ones are 25, and all the second ones are 10. Mm-hmm. Oh, we, my God. We kind of got close. Where do you find out how many leads Holmes followed? Um, because of, uh, So, second series, why was the tip of the cigarette found pinched around all evenly? Because it was smoked through a cigarette holder. It was smoked through a oh, cigarette yeah. holder. That's really interesting because, like, honestly, like, this whole time I've been, like, memorizing names and connecting things, but I never, like, visualize, like, when they said a cigarette holder, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, I never, like, visualize a cigarette in there and the effect it would have on the cigarette. Did did Lord Ragland have a cigarette holder when we were talking to him? I guess so. I don't know. Presumably? Huh. Okay. Uh, Cool. Who was Courtney Allen's paramour at the time of his death? Countess von Schulenberg, Frida Rudell. Got that one. Got that one. What was special about the weapon? It was a weapon from the Grant Society, so we got that one. Awesome. Oh, uh, we got this one wrong. Uh, how could Wiggins easily make 10 pounds? By returning the earring to Countess von Schulenberg. See the ad in the newspaper. It was lost during the uh, meeting. Uh, so there's an ad in the newspaper for a lost earring sorry, that describes guys, that's, it. That's my bad. I was the uh, no, that's fun, though. That's a fun. That's a fun, that's a fun like, last one. It's yeah. like, did you notice? Did you notice that? And also, um, yeah, 10 pounds back in the day was like $10 million. So I think we did pretty, like, it's kind of interesting. Like, we, def- we did solve the murder. We figured out who did it. So, like, mm-hmm. I feel like I won. But we didn't have the total theory of the case we didn't yeah. totally sure like it which is pretty good actually that, but, like that feels like where i wanted to end but it's a little was, um, yeah 10 pounds reward lost on march 8th an earring consisting of a teardrop emerald circled by diamonds whoever will take same to 51 cadigan street yeah this there's just so much information in this newspaper how do you, it's literally one of like 50 different uh uh little ads all right so let's let's see how sherlock did. oh by the way wait wait let me read the bottom of this real oh, quick yeah, yeah, uh to tally your score, add the points you've obtained by answering the questions, then count the number of leads you follow. Uh-oh. So we got 70 points. Okay. Then how many leads did we follow? 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. We followed 24 leads. Home followed four. <laughs> uh, if you followed more leads than home, subtract five points from your score for each extra lead. If you followed fewer, add five points for each fewer lead. Thus, you get your final score. What? Four leads? Yeah. So let's see how he did it. Wait, so, so we got if four minus, minus five, five for every points. for everyone. Yeah, so, so it's that's like, minus a hundred points. <laughs> <laughs> so we scored a breathtaking negative thirty. <laughs> we, wow. we solved the murder, but scored negative thirty. I mean, it was kind of unclear. We probably could have stopped like five or six earlier, but four was never in the like. We were never going to do only four. Oh my no. god! Yeah, but right. no. But that means that remember when we read it and we're like, it's too obvious. 
No, that, that was it. <laughs> yeah, no, we, when we were, we were we were like racking them up at the end, I was like, oh yeah, we'll just go and we'll see four yeah. or five more informants. We really could have avoided seeing Mycroft. That you know, was you know it. what? We were thorough, and that justice system needs to be thorough. <laughs> Here's what Holmes says: From the outset, it was obvious that the theft of Mr. Allen's watch was but a decoy for the perpetrator's real intent. In the first place, it is I unlikely agree. that a common criminal would have overlooked two valuable rings. Blah blah blah. As Allen was shot, his arms described an arc out and away from his body. The briefcase then appears to have flung some distance, and as indicated by the gouge in the leather caused by it scraping along the jagged cobbles. Oh, yeah. He said the cobblestones were jagged when we first got it there. It did mention that. Yet it was found beside the body, and more significantly, waist-high, exactly the right position for the murderer to have retrieved it and brought it to the key on Alan's watch fob. The cryptic wire sent to Egan... And the note concerning Spaniards by Allen, mm. which, by the way, explains why a note signed AM was in Allen's handwriting. Why does it explain that? It's a wire. When you have a wire, you write down yourself because you're listening uh, to Morse code and then you... Jeez. Yeah. So you have to like really pull in some like outside the knowledge yeah, right. game to solve this crime. Like, I'm I, still confused by that. Uh, me too. Me too. But Ronnie explained it confidently, so I was like, oh. <laughs> no, it's like when you, get, when you receive a telegram, you would like listen to it and then you write down your own language. So he's transcribing the message that was sent to him from uh, AM. Like he's transcribing it, so it's in his handwriting. I would say... Okay, so let me finish this. Yeah. Um, uh, then they met Captain Egan, and thanks to the name of the street obtained at the Grand Arms Company and the map of London, he finally went to the Devil Street. So you did have to look that up on the map. And that's hard to find, by the way. I only saw it by chance. That so that's, nearest to me. that's what happened. So we, we got, like, most of the way there. We got a respectable negative 30. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 were, we took up the case, and more people were dead than uh, where so, we started. But it. let's review. Like, I mean, I would uh, play this again for sure. Wouldn't you, would you guys? That's, that's my review of it. Totally. I would play it again. I, I thought that was, uh, especially when you were, like, reading the answer, I, I felt like, I was like, oh, that's, that's a really it was, cool It was pretty fair. Interpretation. I, the thing is that I would take into the next game that I didn't totally appreciate here is I kind of thought everything I needed to know was in the book but there was like some external knowledge that you need to place like yeah. visualizing the cigarette and the cigarette holder how telegrams yeah. work like there are other things you had to think about which I wasn't thinking about I was yes. just like trying to connect the dots that the book yeah. was presenting me I agree um but it is in there and I honestly like um I mean that's kind of the fun of Sherlock Holmes yeah. stories is like watching him you know the satisfaction of like watching him connect all those little dots and this is probably the best way to you know role, that. role yeah. play that experience that yeah, I've, I I've, I'm familiar with I it is fucking hard like <laughs> like to put that all together I mean it's it's really fun that they explain how it could yes. be done in four even yes. though that's completely impossible for oh, humans right that they have established that there it is right. theoretically possible for their fictional character but how are you supposed to do it in less than four because there's a <laughs> there's a metric for getting more points if you beat yeah. that's a good question that's you a good know, question I I think to do less than four, you have to you have to just like do it and then go, you know, like just gamble. Can you imagine the person? Because because we would never have been like, all right, there's two suspects. We eliminated one. It's obviously the other. Like right. we would have dug into the other one. Right. But can you imagine like having a friend who really could have solved that in four turns? Right, right. You know, like someone who's like, aha, the briefcase was thrown down the cobblestones. Right. That's another thing. Like I think I would have done more visualizing. Like I never thought. 
we, we spent some time talking about the briefcase and what ripped it, but I never thought, I, I never also, pictured the street with the cobblestones. But also, yeah. I mean, that rip was a, in my opinion, it was a red herring. It didn't tell me anything about how to solve it. Yeah, I mean, that's true. That's I true. Mean, um, There's still like two or three things in here I do not understand. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, you're Watson. He's like, uh-huh, Holmes, just one, one oh, quick wait, thing. Uh, that doesn't make sense. Hang <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah. Start, start over. And, he's, and Holmes just like rolls his eyes at you. Yeah. yeah. One thing, we didn't get the list. Of the cigarette smokers. That would have helped a lot. Yeah. At least we never went to the company. We what? never went to the company. So it never occurred to us. It just I mean, seemed like a made, detail. We made a list of the, the people who were smoking them. Yeah. But we, we did. Like, but, we, but it never occurred to us to like look up. The, I didn't realize they were manufactured locally yeah. in London. And yeah. we could visit someone who had a list of everyone uh, that had purchased them. But I also, guess that's how tobacco works. Yeah. And also like the 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 crime I think fair to say relatively easy to figure yeah. out who did it but yeah. why was yeah. where it got hot and so that I'll give them credit for that where it was like oh okay and that's fun yeah. it's like yeah. a Mario game like they're kind of easy to beat but they're hard to 100% and yeah. I think that's like you can kind of pick your own difficulty level to a degree right. yeah it's weird that they have like this this front page article on the London Times is about this gun shooting competition that has like place rankings for ten different people, three of whom are people you meet over the course right, of the, right. the thing, well, and none of them are the people who kill them. But that's that's kind of fun, like that there are red herrings. Like when you play, like in when video games try to do detective work, like in the Arkham games, it's like clue A is like highlighted, and you like go tap clue A, and Batman's yeah. like, hmm, I should go find clue B, and then you go find clue B, and so forth. And like that's usually how detective work in games where here you really have to do life. the detective work of like sorting what is the important and the unimportant information you have to go and, there is, palace. And, and let me tell you if I had one this game has a decent amount of unimportant information that it throws <laughs> at the players oh if you could see this map in front of you it is just a just a jumble of numbers yeah yeah it's, it is a thousand possible locations. Uh, you know what else it really simulates is like that feeling at the end of a Sherlock Holmes story where everyone is mad at Sherlock Holmes because he's so like obnoxious <laughs> and you know like like reading him like solving it in four turns. I'm just like fuck this guy and like that's got to be what Lestrade's thinking all the time. Also, it makes you do want to play the next mission because you're like I want to yeah. try. You know, I think now I know. Now, oh, yeah. now I know what an asshole you are. Let's try again and. It does seem like the next one would be more fun because, like, now and next time I play, I'd be more likely like hook into random details and like that, which is good because that means there's more information for us to process. Yeah, I also think it would have been helpful to know how many uh, leads we should have been shooting for. Right. Yes, that is true. We right? directed like twenty five. Like, I don't know, like thirty. <laughs> yeah, thirty is yeah. probably a good number. Yeah. A par Four. for leads would be nice. Yeah, a par, par for, for leads. leads would be great. Yeah. So good luck editing this down, my friend. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, Thanks, we'll see what that. We'll see what happens, but um. The name of the game, which I don't think we said that much, was is Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective. Um, I think there's a few video game versions, including one for Sega CD. You can see what? how easy it would be to translate this into a video Sega game. Like, it, like a programmer could do it in a weekend. You know, like it is. It's almost like it is the code for a video game already. You know. Yeah, I, I would say play if uh, you're looking for a game that's like conversational and not competitive, uh, and you like that kind of storytelling lore. If yeah. you like en- Encyclopedia Brown, you'll love yeah. this game. Really. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's right. Um, and it's difficult and it's difficult too like hard puzzle solving you know like yeah. real real grown up good, luck, good luck editing this down to 45 minutes of us going oh jeez <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't f- know did we talk to, did we talk to the professor I'll figure that <laughs> I mean if you cut down all the looking up addresses in the address book that'll cut off like a third of it just to start you know <laughs> right. like without even trying so maybe a two hour game two hour and a half yeah, if that, you know what you're doing it took us two hours um, it took us two hours we didn't know what we were doing and we're on a podcast and stuff I'd also, say two hours also, also we overshot the estimate <laughs> length of the game by about uh, 300%. <laughs> well, we, we used to, the, the box is 60 minutes to two hours, but we 
we did too many leads. Like, I think if we knew how many leads, we probably would have stopped a little earlier. Yeah, we did 20 more leads than we needed to. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it, I, I, the thing I can't get over about the game is just how unique it is. I've never really played anything like it, and, um, it, it, you know, it, it does something unique, and it executes it very well. I'm pretty impressed. Nice job, Sherlock Holmes. Any other last thoughts? I think I've asked that already. Cool. I think we're done then. I think we're at long last. We, we are done. <laughs> uh, guys, thanks so much for coming over in the snow. First day of snow. Now everyone knows how far behind I am on recording the podcast. Pretty far behind. Yeah, thanks for coming over. Playing Sherlock Holmes, Consulting oh, Detective. Thank you, man. Do again. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>